0: look what you're doing to me dude do not project your sickness on me that's your own shit
1: welcome to more than glitter voices unheard a podcast where the stories shimmer brighter than the stage lights i'm your host mariah edwards and i invite you to join me on a journey into the lives of those whose voices are as captivating as their performances Here in our safe space, we go beyond the glitter and glam. We sit down with dancers from all walks of life, uncovering the stories behind the sparkle. This isn't just a show about strippers. It's about the person beneath the persona. Today, we sit down with Sarah, a remarkable individual whose journey is both inspiring and empowering. Sarah has navigated through life's stormy waters with exceptional strength and resilience. This is part two of her story, so if you haven't already, go listen to part one first. Would you feel comfortable talking about the father of your child and how that relationship was?
0: Sure. Yeah, we can. Um, We don't even call him baby daddy, baby father. We call him a sperm donor because that's basically all he is or ever was. Mm -hmm. We met in high school, um, and I got pregnant like two months after knowing him. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I didn't really like have any time to realize he's fucking crazy and psychotic. Mm -hmm. Um, But then shortly after I was pregnant, I started to realize and that's when shit got worse. I found out he was like doing heroin and like things like that. Yeah. And um, wow. Yeah, it was really bad. And still to this day, like on my dead father, I've never touched that shit. Because even after I left him, like, people would try to say, like, oh, I bet you were doing that shit with him. Like, first off, no. One, I was pregnant the whole time. And then yeah. after that, like, no, I was never into that. Like, yeah, I drink and I, like, smoke weed. But I'm not, like, no, that's just not my fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And never tried it, never anything, whatever. And so he was on that shit, like, heavy. Like, and I didn't find that out until I was probably, like, six months pregnant. So I was like, oh, great. This is awesome. And then he was very abusive um, mentally, physically, emotionally, any, basically any way he could. Like the man tried to kill me multiple times. Didn't succeed. <laughs> but like <laughs> it's like a roach, bitch. Can't kill me. And to just with that, like, abuser mentality, like ripped me away from my family, like, put all this stuff into my head was very controlling. Like I didn't have a phone. Like he would break any phone I did have. Like when I gave birth, it was pretty much alone. Like he was there for like three minutes and then left. And I was to this day say like, I had literally the best nurses at Mayo. Like they were my baby daddies in the room. Like she was holding my hand the whole time. She was rubbing my forehead. She was the one like, rubbing my back and holding my hands and talking to me when they were doing my epidural like she was there every step and step of the way and I always say I need to figure out who she was like she probably still works there and I want to just like go in and let her know how much that like meant to me because in the time I didn't realize I was young too you know and reflecting back on that, I'm like, I would not have been able to do that shit like without her. So I need to figure out who she is. Yeah. And then my dad passed away almost exactly a month after my son was born. And that was really hard. He basically almost made me miss my father's funeral. Yeah, it was just not good at all. And then got myself away from him. when How my son did you do that? Um, there was one day, well, like I said, it was very abusive. So tried to kill me multiple times. There was one day we were like outside in broad daylight. He like punched me in my mouth while I was holding sigh. And there was finally people around normal people, not like that were his friends or something like mm-hmm. that. So I like ran over to them with my three month old in my arm, four month old in my arms. And I was like, can I please use your phone? And the dad actually was a douche. And he was like, no, go do that, do that shit somewhere else or something. And mom was like, come here. What? Come here. Yeah. Like, I think the guy just didn't want any issues with like my baby daddy. Cause he's big. He was definitely so bigger what? than the dad. Yeah. He was just a oh fucking my douche. Gosh. But the mom was like, oh my God, honey, come here, come here. And like pulled me inside, like into her minivan. Um, and let me call my mom and my mom came and picked us up. And then I never went back. He sold all my shit. And all of Sai's shit that we had, like in this apartment that we had at the time. So I have like nothing from like any of that. Like my friends had gotten us like a pack and play for Sai and like cute little like clothes for Sai. Like we had nothing. We went to my mom's and I had like some of my old like maybe competition shirts there and stuff. And that's what I was wearing for like the next couple months. But And then had to get restraining orders against him. And he violated those like 12 different times before they finally put like a Danko on him, which is like a felony restraining order. Yep. Then he finally went to prison for a little bit. And then he got a new girlfriend after that and did the same shit to her. And then she pressed charges finally. And two, like anytime I had a phone or something, I would have picture, I would take pictures of shit, like of my eye sockets being like, dark or like my blood vessels and my eyes being popped or like my jaw being fucked and like bruises and stuff. Like when I gave birth, I had bruises all over my arms. My friend Haley actually is the only one who has some pictures. I think it's Haley or Hannah. One of those two um had like a picture when I was like holding Sai I think. And you can see bruises on my arms and they're the only one, the only proof I have anymore, like physical proof. Mm-hmm. Like obviously I have the police reports when they would come or like things like that. But, It's shitty. They don't fucking do anything until you're, like, half dead. Yeah, so then, finally, like, I mean, he's in and out of prison all the time. He's overdosed a couple times, but they get to him in time. Like, it's just crazy. But, yeah, he hasn't tried to contact me in a while, or it'll be, like, random, like, a text or something, and I'll just block the number instantly. But it Mm -hmm. hasn't happened in a while. Yeah, so he—I found out recently he has— another son he's fucking disgusting he is like the worst human being on this earth like i'm a person who never wishes anyone like bad ill will but that fucker can get everything negative coming to him he deserves it all so he's not in size life i mean sai has great like male role models his uncle and my man and things like that and my guy friends are fucking awesome and they love him like they're his own so he has great people around him, which I'm so thankful for. Obviously he's getting older so he asks questions and stuff, but he knows he's not a good person. But yeah, so those conversations are always weird too cuz like he's 10 so you can't really tell him anything yet besides like the general things, but yeah, size so I feel like ahead of his time too that he's just very intellectual and wants to know very specific details to where I'm like dude, like you're 10 years old. But yeah, so I haven't had to deal with him for a long time, which is great. Obviously had so much trauma at first with it. And like now I'm definitely like I just don't take shit from anyone. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have a problem standing up to men ever. I don't give a fuck. Like also learned how to fight fighting like a 6'3 dude. So
1: what made you decide in that moment that you were finally finished and done putting up with this bullshit?
0: Um, I think it was more so like the whole time he was like beating me what he was if you ever leave me like I'm killing our son and I'm killing like your family, everything he would I'll come find you and I'll kill everyone, you know, like, and I didn't put it past him because he had tried to kill me multiple times. So I had stayed so much. And then when I had my son in our arms, and he did that I was like this is my chance. Like, I've been taking this for so long. Okay, well, let's fucking play hardball then. I don't even know if it was, like, he hit me so hard that something snapped in my head that I was, like, all right, bitch, let's fucking go. Mm Because, like, I was terrified of him for the first, like, year or two after that. Like, I had seen him a couple times and I would, like, shake and, like, cry when I got home just because I was, like, this fucker's really coming. And he obviously knew where my mom lived. But then I was to the point where, like, now he's afraid of me. And I'm like, good, because he knows it's me or him and it's not going to be me, bitch. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So, yeah, he doesn't nothing anymore. He hasn't threatened me in years. He knows. because there. I think there was one time he threatened me or something. I said, okay, bitch, let's go. Like, I'll meet you right now. And I think ever since that moment, he was like, okay, this bitch is not playing. She will shoot me in my face. Like, yes, I will, bitch. You know, like, I'm just like, I don't give a fuck anymore, which I was so glad to be past that because, like, I don't know fearing like a human is such a weird feeling. Like now I think about it, I'm like, I really was terrified of this person. And now I'm like, nothing can fucking scare me anymore. Like I don't get scared easily about, especially people or like people hurting. I mean, I got anxiety, so I'd be (laughs) scared of stupid shit, Mm -hmm. but like not like super serious stuff like that, which I'm so glad to be past that. Now I mean what it's been nine and a half years Grateful to be moved on from that for sure and not have to deal with it.
1: What made you stay for so long? Just the threats or? Yeah. hmm
0: Yeah, it was only like, what, a year and a half, I think, we were together. It felt like fucking 10. That's shitty. It's crazy to think that, like, people are out there that just, like, do shit like that. That's what always blows my mind the most about it. Like, you're fucking nuts. But he does definitely have psychological issues. hmm that I Clearly. was not yeah that I was not fucking aware of
1: you come from a very beautiful family Thank and you. I think that it was probably a big wake-up call that wow human beings are this fucked up like I don't yeah. think you realized it at no. that time meeting him
0: not at all no and too he is such a manipulator like he's manipulated the system too to like stay out of prison and like he used to fuck his probation officer that he had when he was like shortly after me. So he was like not getting in trouble for violating my shit. Yeah, there was like a lot of behind the scenes shit. He was very good with his words with a lot of people are manipulating situations. So that's abusers.
1: What advice would you give somebody that is going through domestic abuse?
0: That's so hard because I feel like I mean, I've had friends who have been in similar situations, not to the extreme, but like I always try and help people out of that. But as sad as as it is and shitty as it is, the truth is like you're the only one that can help yourself. Mm -hmm. Like you could have every resource given to you to get away from situations like that or things like that. But I it's so hard to like give advice when it comes to that stuff because it's very touchy. And I know being in that situation, like anyone could have told me ever anything, they could have mm-hmm. promised me a million dollars and it still wouldn't have mattered, you know, because something in your head just kind of switches to, but I always tell people like there were moments I was suicidal. There were moments like things like that where, but my son kept me there where I was like, okay, don't stop fighting was basically probably the only thing I can give people is don't give up. Like it is possible to get out. It's hard. It's the hardest thing I've ever done in, in my life, besides being a mother. Don't give up and just keep fighting for sure. Use others around you, like lean on the people, you know, after finally getting away. Oh my God, my friends, my mom, like they were my crutch because I was a shell of a human when I got away. So don't feel bad leaning on people and like needing those other resources or going to therapy and talking about things because it is needed for
1: sure. Mm -hmm. I just can't imagine you going through that And somebody doing that to you because you're such a bright light. You're such a beautiful soul.
0: I even think back now where I'm like, what the fuck? Or like even when I would see pictures of myself from that time, like I was so frail and like tiny of a human. Like you could just see in my eyes too that I was just like not, not there.
1: What do you think drew you to him?
0: I don't know. I mean, probably just the way he talked. Like he's not even hot. <laughs> I look back now, I'm like, ew. Like, what the fuck? Ew. Ew. ew, ew. But, like, yeah, probably just, the, I don't know. Probably just the way, yeah, he was very manipulative or really good with his words, too. So I think probably just like, I don't know. You know, manipulators, abusers, they promise you the world or like mm-hmm. pretend you're up on this pedestal and say you're this and that and then beat your ass. So you're like, wait, yeah. what? now I'm confused. So I think mm-hmm. that and I was young, so I was very impressionable and like And you got pregnant so fast. Yeah. So then too I felt just like not even like indebted to him, I just felt kind of stuck for sure. Mm-hmm. And then all that was happening. So I was like, oh, now I'm really stuck. Like, if I go, he's going to fucking kill everyone I know. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I might as well just stay here. So they are alive, at least, you know, but... And you were going through a lot with your dad. Yeah, and I think he definitely preyed on that, too, was losing my dad at such a young age and the way we lost him and then trying to be there for my mom, but then him pulling me away from my mom. Like, so it was just a lot... I think that he definitely preyed on. And you can tell that because even the girls after me, they've all been way younger than him. So he's just a nasty human. I don't even think he's a human. He's a literal monster.
1: I do think that there are, it took me a long time to figure that out, but I do think that there are souls. I don't even know if they're souls. I know that there's humans on this planet that are definitely, you just look into their eyes and they're, they're, they're demons. Yeah.
0: You can, I can't explain it. They're just, like, even if you look at any of his thousands of mug shots, you could just look at them and be like, what the fuck is wrong with this person? Like, there's ones, too, where you can just tell he's so high out of his mind. and You're like, that's not a person in there. Even your high eyes are shitty, dude. Like, how are your high eyes that are just like a vibe still <laughs> demonic? Like, how? I feel like my eyes get so much more just chill and relax. That's because
1: you're a nice human being.
0: <laughs> exactly. Like, not a demon. So any of his fucking pics or mug shots, I'm just like dude, what the fuck? I'm like, so you crazy. really are just a full-blown demon. Me and my friends, sometimes when we talk about him, one of my friends calls him Baltimore. Like oh, We never funny. say his name. We always say, just like Literally. give him a different fucking name, but you can't give mm-hmm. him a human name. It's not like you can call him Chad or something.
1: Are you nervous to have that conversation with your son about who his father really is as a person?
0: Um, I wouldn't say nervous. I think I just like kind of feel bad for him. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not nervous in regards to anything that has to do with, like, me or my feelings about it. I'm just, like, sad for him because, like, I was tricked Mm -hmm. into thinking this person was great. And, like, I wouldn't change anything. I'm so glad my son's here. I wish he had a different dad. Also, I don't think a father is just someone that is blood. You know, I think a father can be... Anyone who is there for you constantly and in your life, you know, and I think my man and my brother and my guy friends have done such an amazing job of making sure Sai knows he's loved, and mm-hmm. even my grandpa, like Sai and my grandpa have a very special bond. So I think that's what I will try and make sure he understands that, like, you're not your your dad, you're not mm-hmm. like thing like him, just because, like, yeah, you're like your parents you're technically half of your parents but yeah like you are nothing like him at all in personality wise or anything and to is like the sweetest little thing ever yes he's crazy and drives me up the wall but he's a child so Mm -hmm. you know but he you can tell he has such a kind soul that I'm not worried when it comes to those things at all I just hope he knows, like, I don't want him to ever feel like anything that his dad has done or is, like, is his fault. That's probably my only concern with that. But I'm not really nervous to, like, talk about it. It's just, he asks every once in a while. I wouldn't say often, but as he's getting older, obviously, it's Mm -hmm. just little things. But he'll be like, well, how old do I have to be for you to tell me? And I'm like, honestly, to hear everything, (laughs) probably, like, 18, dude, because it's some heavy shit to where I'm like, I don't want to talk to like my 15 year old son about details with stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Certain things here and there, but I'll definitely feel like I'll censor a lot. And I, I don't even know if I'll tell him a hundred percent everything. I like, I didn't even tell my mom a hundred percent anything. I didn't even actually tell her anything. She actually read through one of my, um, the police report. Yeah. One of my ones that I had to do for like my, long-term restraining order and she bawled with that and I didn't even put everything in there. So I was like, Yeah, I didn't want to talk to you about any of that because one, that's my stuff. And two, I know it would hurt her. That's more mm-hmm. so what I was concerned about. I wasn't concerned about anything with me. I know it was gonna hurt her to know what happened. And I didn't I yeah. wanted to protect her from that. Yeah. So I think that's more so just it protecting them from it. Because I've been mm-hmm. on the other side too of having my friends go through that stuff and I know how that feels. So I'm like, I don't want them to feel that way. And I moved past it and healed from it that I don't want them to have to heal from it now too, if that makes sense. I've told the ones super close to me, they know to some extent of the stuff that went on, but you know, I just want to protect like the people that I love in my life because I know when it is hard to hear and to like, I moved past it so I don't want them to have to go through that whole process you know it mm-hmm. takes a long time it took me a long time but you and know I
1: look at them and be like bitch why are you crying it happened it, to me
0: yeah exactly <laughs> not you <laughs> and I'm like I'm em- empathetic to a certain degree but not your empathy where you're like <laughs> you know and I'm like okay bitch get it together like, I'm not even crying, so can we shut the fuck up, please? Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, I'm fine if people cry, but then sometimes people cry around me, and I'm like, they're there. Like, I don't really know what to do. <laughs> like, I'll hug you and, like, try and make you feel better. But, like, you know, I just hate when people are feeling that way. So, like, I don't want to add to that, if that makes sense, with, like, details of my shit. But
1: well, it's just funny because it's like you're comforting somebody yeah. off of your <laughs>
0: I'm like, wow, must have All been really, your own trauma. Really hard for you. <laughs> must have been really hard to go through. Huh? You're doing fine. I, that's why i was like, I don't really know what to do. I'm just like, okay.
1: I'm hoping by you sharing your story, it will help others feel not so alone and bring awareness to something that is serious. Do you feel comfortable talking about your dad?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm very open when it comes to like talking about my dad. I feel like, I don't know. I mean, people are always, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm like, yeah, like, thank you. I appreciate it. You know, but it's like, I can, I answer any questions people have. I'm open to talking about it always just too, I've processed it. I've gone through everything in my own way to where like, I'm comfortable about talking about it. Mm -hmm. My dad was an alcoholic for a while. Um, he had gone to rehab, <clears throat> like once or twice, maybe twice. I can't remember. Um, And when he was in the rehab facility, it was so good. Like I would go there and watch football games with him and stuff like that. Like it was awesome. When he was sober. He had a lot of health issues, obviously, because of that. Mm-hmm. Like just issues. And we have heart issues in our family. Clearly with my POTS, he had had a couple of uh, surgeries on his heart. I can't remember what it's called he had. They're basically where they like go in, stop your heart, and like reset it. Wow. So, yeah. See, so And I love him. He's the sweetest guy ever, but he's the worst patient on earth. He would wake up. He would wake up. We'd come in. Hey, daddies. You know, yep, they killed me twice. Uh, great. Feeling like, how are you feeling? <laughs> well, they killed me twice. I'm like, oh, Okay. You know, like that type of thing. You got your dad's humor, for sure. My brother and I are definitely our father's Mm -hmm. children. But yeah, and he was like a control freak. So hated being out of control 100%. Like, especially when it comes to health stuff, I think that's where my anxiety comes to with like my pot stuff, even before I knew I had pots. But like, I hate not being... Do you want
1: to explain to the listeners what that is?
0: Oh, yeah, sure. So it's posterior something tachycardia i don't even know the words basically my heart rate shoots up um when i like change positions like stand up too fast or go from laying down to sitting i can get really dizzy i can pass out um or if i don't have enough like electrolytes and salt in my system i'm really dizzy and feel like shit i can get really sick um things like that. That's why I literally drink like four or five of these a day. Like I wake up and have a liquid IV and drink Propel and Gatorade all day and um, take salt tabs. Um, Or like if I'm ever starting to feel really, really dizzy and I've been on my feet for too long, I'll literally, I have like emergency salt.
1: Oh, that's perfect. (laughs)
0: Like, So that'll like wake me up, not even wake me up, but like make me feel better instantly. That's more like an instant thing. Or like if I get really dizzy and feel like I'm about to pass out, the people around me and the people I work with know to like put salt on my lips or give me salt Mm -hmm. if I start going down or like my resting heart rate is usually like 80 or 90. Let me check what it is right now. And then when I get up, it can go up to 150 in like two seconds. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's kind of why. Yeah. So my resting is 89 right now. That's my resting. That's crazy. I'm here. That is
1: insane. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I was in the hospital for like three days on the cardiac floor, like in May, I think it was. I didn't know that. They were doing all the testing. Yeah. Figure every, figuring everything out, just why I was so dizzy. And cause you can have like pot spells or POTS episodes, they called them where for like a couple of days you feel like shit and you get the spins and you're dizzy and I'm fortunate enough to not have it as bad as other people do where every time they stand up they're passing out. I'll be able to stand up and be fine, but I know like I black out for a second sometimes if I'm really, really low on my salt mm-hmm. or really, really low on my electrolytes. When did you get diagnosed? In May. Oh, you were actually so, oh, so this is a
1: new a new diagnosis. Yeah,
0: this was this this okay. year. Cause I had always been like off or been like really dizzy when I've gotten up or I just thought my iron was low or something. I remember like you that. telling me that you'd always think that you had low yeah, iron. I'd be, like, yeah, I'd be like, Oh, can't fucking see you right now. Just a little dizzy. Um, no, that was my, that's <laughs> the whole time. Just my heart <laughs> fucking around, you know? Um, but yeah, so I have those issues and blah, blah, blah. But then, my dad's heart issues, me and my brother are supposed to get echoes done for your heart every few years just to make sure our hearts are okay. Mm-hmm. and I had my echo in May my valves and everything looked good um except she just spazzes the fuck out <laughs> um here and there, and I have' a regular heartbeat, so that doesn't help either. yeah, so he had a bunch of issues and so what I had my son september nineteenth twenty thirteen and then my dad passed away october thirteenth twenty thirteen. So we had brought Cy to meet my mom, my dad, and my brother on October 11th, that Friday. wow! And my dad would not hold him, would not anything. My mom and I, to this day, I always say, I think if he would have held Sai, he never would have done it. I don't think he would have. I think that's why he stopped himself from holding that him. And then like when he said bye, yeah, when he said bye to me that day, he was like crying. So at the time I was like, hey, like get off me. Like, why are you crying Mm -hmm. while you're hugging me? And now I'm like, he definitely was pretty much saying goodbye. So then two days later, my mom, my brother and him were supposed to go. They always helped my grandparents out with like pancake breakfasts and stuff at my grandma and grandpa's church. And they were supposed to go. And my dad said he wasn't feeling good and that he was going to stay home, which is not like him at all. But he was supposed to have a heart surgery that next week to do the same shit Mm. that they had done the other time. And it's always with those, it's like a 50, 50% chance you come back or you don't type of thing, which I couldn't fucking imagine. Mm -hmm. That's one exhausting. And so then when they came home, my mom was just like, it felt weird. And they found a note that he had written on the kitchen table when they walked in that said, dear, like Sarah, Cy, Matt, um, and Terry or whatever, which is my mom's name um male clinic can't fix me I'll love you forever which is what I have tattooed right here and love dad or whatever and then she obviously started panicking Mm -hmm. because like my dad was a hunter so he has a gun safe like everything and blah 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 so she instantly sent my brother up to the neighbors and called like his family and stuff like that and they came over and they tried looking for him they went Like all throughout the house, didn't find him. So obviously they had already called the police, but they were coming. And then they did a top to bottom sweep of the entire house Mm -hmm. and then found him in the basement. And for the longest time until this year, my mom told me she was not in the group that found him. And then I found out this year she was, and she lied to me the whole time about it. Oh, wow. And that pissed me. Yeah, that actually pissed me off real bad. Um... I get her point of view. I understand that was something she didn't want to share, but to openly lie to me when I asked you multiple times about it. um, I thought I deserved to know anything I wanted to know. Mm -hmm. Um, Every detail, if I wanted it, I, I don't know. Personally, I think I deserve that. It being my father, I get, if you want to like protect and do stuff, but I'm also 29 And all these years I've asked you a million times up to Mm -hmm. it, like it not only pissed me off, but it made me really upset at the fact where I'm like, mom, here I am trying to be here for you as your daughter. And like, while you're grieving through all this stuff. But I kept telling myself, at least she didn't find him. At least she didn't find him. At least she didn't find him. I said, so now you opened a whole nother can of worms for me Mm -hmm. too. Not only obviously I'm thinking about her and what she went through, but now I'm like, well, now I feel like shit that I haven't been there for you enough because this whole time I'm like, at least she didn't find him. At least she didn't find him. Well, no, this whole time. Now you have that ingrained in your head, which like I had really bad, like night terrors afterwards and would like, would see, like I would be driving and I would like see him like standing on a corner Uh, so he committed suicide. He shot himself in the head with a shotgun. And I would see him like that on the corners when I would drive for like a couple years after I haven't had any of those in a very, very long time. But like, but I kept telling myself, okay, she didn't see it. She didn't see it. She didn't see it. Like it's fine. So then when I found that stuff out, it really bothered me and her and I were in an argument for a while about it. I told myself like, okay, I think I was more upset with one, not knowing, mm-hmm. obviously. And then two, just being like this whole time I was grieving and the way I was grieving was because I knew you didn't see. Yeah. Him. And now I feel like I'm again opening a whole nother can of worms and having to re grieve a different way. Yeah. Because now I know you saw exactly what I was seeing. Yeah. Not like physically, but mm-hmm. you know, you you were there. So I'm like, I feel like I would have went about things probably differently. But, you know, can't change the past. It is what it is. But that was always so hard for me. Obviously, losing a parent anyway is hard. Mm-hmm. But like, and two, to understand s- things with him, we found out like a couple of years after that he was sick with like pneumonia and a bunch of other shit too that set on the autopsy. So we're like, oh, not only this heart shit, like your liver is obviously fucked up and like everything else is deteriorating mm-hmm. because of drinking and all these other things and your heart. How I cope with it was one, he did not want us to like see him struggle at all. And he's a control freak. He yeah, wanted I was things say to go that. Yeah. the way he wanted mm-hmm. it. And two, who knows if he would have made it through that surgery that following week. You never know. Mm-hmm. Um and that
1: would be out of his control. At least he took his exactly. life in his own hands and said, Well, if I'm going to go yeah. out, I'm gonna make that decision.
0: Exactly. I think that's really what it was. I agree a hundred percent. And it, you know, as shitty as it is and horrible as it is. And I wish more than anything, it didn't happen. Like, yeah, I'm mad at him. Sometimes I'm like, you're never going to be able to walk me down the aisle. Like you're not there for my son. Like those type of things, but those are selfish Mm -hmm. reasons, you know, in those moments, I'm not thinking about how much he was truly suffering and like dealing with the shit he was dealing with. So, you know, I just get it. I never want anyone to feel that hopeless, you mm-hmm. know, so I've had friends commit suicide or other people that I've known that have committed suicide too. And I'm like, I can't, well, I can't imagine cause I've been in those spots where it's a very dark place to be in, but I'm like, there is always people who care and there's always someone you're going to affect mm-hmm. by not being, yeah. you know, that's what I try and tell people or like my friends are going through hard shit. I'm like, you know, because you get in that dark spate where people think, well, my kids are better off without me or this person's better off without me. I'm not here for any reason anyways. It's a very gray area. I feel because it's so touchy and you're so vulnerable Mm -hmm. in those situations where it's kind of hard to talk to people when they're in that mindset. Definitely, That's why I give like those, like, um, what are they? The like, trauma responders or whatever the ones that go and talk people down from those things I'm like you are an angel mm-hmm. because like there I don't know I feel like there's only so much you can say but like I hate when people feel that way so I always like love you I'm always someone that's like hey, fuck you love you like I never want to leave on bad terms with anyone whether I'm don't like someone or not expect except for Voldemort. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like every everyone else even like people like you never know what someone is going never through know. so I feel like if you can be that light for someone like even if it's a small like hi mm-hmm. or like you know just trying to be kind in any way shape or form even if I am having like the worst fucking day like trying to at least be a light in someone else's yeah. because who knows if that high stopped them that yeah, day it's true. you know yeah. like you never know so I feel like That's I think why I'm just so grateful for every day too is because I'm like, you never know when I feel like anyone I've lost, it's been traumatic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like they've either been in a car accident or it's suicide or it's like murder or something like that. So I've never really had like a prolonged death, if that makes sense. Like we never really know if it's coming. So I'm just like very grateful and make sure you tell the ones you love, you love them and People you care about that you care about or that you're thinking of them, you know, because who knows? You message that friend you haven't talked to in a while and you're like, hey, love you, miss you, whatever. You don't know what they're going through that day, Mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of people keep that shit deep down. Mm -hmm. So I feel like just being kind to each other is very important. What does the perfect day look like to you? Ooh, Starbucks right away (laughs) handed to me right away in the morning. While I'm still in bed, (laughs) not waking up to an alarm because I'm the worst person to wake up, ask any of my friends if I have to be woken up. I feel so bad for one of my best friends, Haley. All growing up in high school, she would have to like wake me up at sleepovers because she would drive us home and I am a royal bitch in the morning. (laughs) Love you, Hill. Thank you for being patient. She'd always just like rub my arm, like stare we have we have to go. And, ugh, like instantly I'm just pissed in the morning, like put <laughs> on, tied, like no one fucking talked to me in the morning. So I would prefer not having to wake up with an alarm. Ever. <laughs> then Starbucks, maybe some Panacookin, like nice fat pancakes. And I love that it's instantly like, food. yeah, literally like, coffee and food. I need caffeine and food instantly. Um, then I would say that my child is in a good mood and has had <laughs> ice cream at 6am. And maybe hmm, what would we do relax, like kind of just nothing maybe or just like He's playing outside, and I'm just, like, sunbathing. Like, we're all just chilling. (laughs) Everyone's just relaxing. No one's working. No one's screaming. No one's crying. (laughs) Exactly. Like, everyone's just very chill. Very chill. Like, I'm eating whatever I want throughout the day, (laughs) as much as I want. (laughs) Just relaxing. Honestly, just like one day where I'm not fucking working and everyone's in a good mood. I love that. No one pisses me off. There's nobody on the road and I can just drive. (laughs) Yes. Not one person is in front of me. That would be amazing. Thank you. Go to the... All the lights are green. Go to the grocery store and nobody's there. (laughs) The way that would be so magical. It sounds so beautiful. I did like some Christmas shopping on Tuesday. I literally wanted to leave the second I walked in the door like why are there so many people to hear like shouldn't you guys be at work it's 2 p.m why do I always say that I'm like don't you guys have jobs why are you out right now go home go home like go to your job why are you fucking here let me do this shit in peace I came during the day so I wouldn't have to see you that would be my perfect day not a soul that I don't want to see In my way, just relaxing, quiet. Oh, my hair doesn't piss me off that day. like, honestly, just pure silence.
1: What do you value most in life and why?
0: Probably health and happiness. Because I feel like those are two things that are taken for granted the most. Yeah, like I think people just don't realize how lucky we are to be healthy Mm -hmm. and like have our loved ones around us. Who has been the most influential person in your life? Was probably my grandma, my dad's mom. Um she passed away almost 4 years now, but she is someone I hope to be like half of the human being she is. Aww. Like selfless, just amazing, gen like so genuine just had the best intentions and soul. She was a nurse for many, many years. Like her and my grandpa were together for 60 plus years. That's just what I hope for. Like, I just hope I can be like that light and that amazingness for other people in my life.
1: You are to me, so.
0: (laughs) And I mean that. Same, baby. What dreams or goals do you have for yourself? I feel like dream-wise, I just want to, like, be financially and, like, physically secure, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Like, if my son wants something and he's worked for it, like, I want to just be able to be, like... Yeah money ne- money doesn't buy happiness at all but it helps take a lot of stress away that most people have. Yeah. So I feel like that for sure I just want to be like very financially secure. If that makes sense like not have to worry. Mm-hmm. Goals I want to get a house soon. We've been staying in our apartment for like 7 years just because I don't want to rent a house and I don't want to bounce around. Like I want to find a forever house that I love and that I want to be Mm -hmm. for ever, like a long, long time, you know, I don't want to like like, how you were raised. Yeah. Like I don't want to bounce around. Like I literally lived in that house. We moved there when I was four years old. Mm -hmm. So like, I want to have that like for my son. So I think that's a big goal of mine. Yeah. And I just, I don't care how long it takes to, like, get that. I just don't want to settle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I'm not going to, like, half-ass the house I want. Like, I'd rather just chill, save, and then figure it out.
1: What's something you're passionate about outside of work?
0: I love, like, doing makeup and hair and, like, girly shit. Like, it just calms me down and makes me so happy just like, do different shit. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that's, like, not work <laughs> stuff, but kind of is <laughs> My work stuff too. I really enjoy. Like I'm not like, oh, I have to get ready. Like most people, I'm like, I get to get ready. You're so cute. I'm kind of like, yay! Like I just love getting ready. And two, I'm someone like I told myself when I got pregnant, young, and whatever, I was gonna like try and be like a mom that like put herself Mm -hmm. forward as well. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like it sucks to say, but like, yes, we put our kids first, but we also forget about ourselves a lot as moms. So I think that's really important because you can't be your best self for your kid if you're, or be the best version of you for your kid if you're not working on yourself too. Mm -hmm. I prioritize self-care. Like I make sure I'm presenting myself nicely. Like I like, having my hair and my nails and having, I mean, don't get me wrong. I ever sweats all the fucking time, but like, I'm like having myself put Mm -hmm. together makes me feel better, which in turn I feel like makes me have a better day. Yeah, totally. Even if I'm like having a shitty day, I'm like, at least my fucking eyelashes are still on, (laughs) bitch. Thank God. (laughs) I'm like, whoa, it could be worse if those bitches were crooked, you know, like, or falling off, you know, like, I'm just like, okay, at least my eyelashes are on this, like, whatever. So I feel like, I don't know, a cliche sentence where it's like, feel good, look Mm -hmm. good, but like, or look good, feel good. So I feel like that's really important for everyone, but especially moms. Like, I know a lot of us just fucking throw our hair up in a bun and fucking keep it moving. But I'm like, girls, my time to get ready is like my me time Mm -hmm. for the day. Like I put a podcast on, I watch one of my shows while I'm getting ready, you know, like giving myself that 30 minutes to an hour, depending on what I'm getting ready for, mm-hmm. where I'm like, this is mommy time. Like you can have your like screen time or play video games or whatever it is for this little time while I'm getting ready. And then we're going to go to, mm-hmm. you know, I love that. where I feel like that's just really important that gets left in the past a lot when you're a mommy. Yeah, I can see that. What
1: are your beliefs
0: regarding God or a higher power? Um, I definitely believe um, I grew up like a uh, Catholic and so like got confirmed and everything. My mom's flew my dad's Catholic. Um, so my dad's family is very like God related and everything like that. I mean, my mom's is too, but not to the extent because Catholics are a little more like intense about it. My dad's side is also pretty laid back. Like they're very open. I definitely believe in a higher power. I believe in, I feel like there's a ton of like realms and worlds and like I'm very into energy Mm -hmm. and I'm very I'm like a moon girl through and through I love the moon hate the sun love the moon I agree I like being tan but like I hate the sun like I it's out. It's in my eyeballs. I'm like, Ugh. like just be dark and give me the moonlight. I love that. Like I like the moon, you know, and I'm just like, I'd rather be up at night and sleep during the day or, mm-hmm. you know, those things. It's not how the world works. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just more calm in the night where people feel are like, too. oh, it's dark. Like I don't like the dark. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I love, love the dark. Yeah. yeah. Like I just thrive. And like I said, I'm very into energies and I'm very into like manifestation and really putting out what you want to receive and get back. Like if you're an awful person, awful things are going to happen to you. Don't get me wrong. Awful things happen to very good people too. And I think that's just, I'm very like fate and what's meant to be is meant to be. And I feel like a lot of us are meant to go through certain things Mm -hmm. to turn into who we are, because I wouldn't be who I am today or how I am and think how I am without losing my dad to suicide or going through an abusive relationship Mm -hmm. or having a kid young, you know, and dealing with all those things. I wouldn't be the human I am today. I feel like everything happens the way it's supposed to happen, shitty or not. It's just kind of how we react to it and where we go from there. Totally
1: agree. I don't like to play the victim card about, oh, this yeah. this sucks that this happened to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, it does suck, but I also believe yeah. solely that it was meant to happen.
0: I agree. Like, even if it's so shitty mm-hmm. where I'm like, why the fuck? Yeah. Like, why me? Sometimes you ha- everyone has that moment, but then I'm like, okay, now what? What exactly. am I learning from this? Am I just going to sit here? and sulk Mm -hmm. in it? Or am I going to grow from it or just stay stagnant? Because I think life is constant growth. Mm -hmm. So I think you're never who you're going to be for the rest of your life. I think you constantly mature and constantly grow and view things differently as you age. Totally.
1: So I think that's why we're here on earth is to learn.
0: I agree in every way, shape or Mm -hmm. form, positive or negative
1: you have a good ghost story have you seen a ghost
0: well I feel like I don't see ghosts I feel like I see like entities type of things or like I used to shortly after my dad died I saw like him in not his best form I would say yeah not his best angle what do you think um, that was?
1: Do you think that was a like a heavy energy tricking you to see negativity? Because it clearly wasn't I him. Know. I don't believe it was your dad. No, <laughs> like no, I don't
0: think it. I don't think it was either. So what I'm gonna say, I used to have night terrors really bad, like in high school and things like that. I never really talked about them, and then shortly after my dad died, they like got worse, and they wouldn't be night terrors anymore. Like I would see like. A tall figure like behind me Mm -hmm. or like things like that. And I always knew they weren't my dad but I was always just like, what the fuck? And I used to be so scared of like shit like that. And now I'm just not most of the time. Like, Hey, what's up? Mm -hmm. I can't talk to them or communicate or anything like that. But I definitely hear things or feel things that are different that I'm like, Oh, that's not like in this Mm -hmm. realm to where I'm like that something's there. It's just not in this dimension. If that Mm -hmm. makes sense, where I'm like, okay, that's probably like a different dimension that someone's here and we're just crossing paths or like that's the same as like with deja vu. I'm always like, I feel like I've done this before and I'm like, okay, this is probably a different dimension Mm -hmm. that a different version of me has done this shit before. And then it's like a weird feeling too at the same time where you're like, okay, well, I don't really, it's that not understanding Mm -hmm. part of things. I feel like that makes people scared where they just, they're not necessarily scared of certain things. They just don't understand it. At least for me, that's like how it is personally. Before, like I would have this scary vision, not visions, but like dreams or things like that. I just didn't understand certain things. Like now I rarely have like night terrors. Like I'll randomly have a weird ass, bad dream where I'm like what the fuck mm-hmm. I'll just wake up and like sh- shake it off or something like that but yeah definitely after my dad I think it was just because it was such a heavy loss that it was like darkness mm-hmm. around me for a little bit and two I was with Baltimore so that didn't fucking yeah. help either that's when I had the most fucking night terrors was I'd say at least three times a week when I was when we lived together so I knew it wasn't me mm-hmm. um yeah, so I feel like those moments were probably the most or two at my job. Now this one's kind of funny. So, well, it's not. It's not funny how he died. <laughs> so we we have this ghost in the bar I work I at, love and it. it's like a super. It's a super old building, and he died there in a fire. Oh no! Like many many years ago or whatever. People think his wife set it on fire and killed a minute whatever i think he's super chill this other girl we have worked there she just doesn't like him. but he messes with people a i lot. love tricksters not like anything no, it's tricksters, yeah. yeah like he'll mm-hmm. we'll turn all the lights off he'll turn them it's back so on, fun type of thing like that vibe yeah and like there was one night it was just me closing by myself which is rare um and i was on facetime with my mans and, um, she, I was counting money to bring from the safe to bring back up to the drawers. Cause we set the drawers at the end of the night. I had a bunch of money in my hand and that's all I had in this hand. And then I had my phone in the other hand. I was like walking up the stairs. Cause it's three levels is the bar I work at. It has three mm-hmm. levels. And so I was in the basement and, um, was going back up the stairs and all of a sudden, like all the money, not Not fell this way down the stairs, like went up like I had thrown the money and was making it rain. Like six hundred dollars worth of fucking money just raining down. I literally looked up at the top of the stairs and I said, His name's Jonathan. I said, Fuck you, Jonathan. That is funny. I knew knew he was fucking with me because he only fucks with people when they're having like a rough night. That's when you're most vulnerable. (laughs) So like And we have three levels, so he would always, we'd turn the top level, like, we'd close the top level first, turn all the lights off, you'd come downstairs, you'd see on the camera, oh, the fucking lights are back on, you asshole. So you'd have to go all the way back up, like, six flights of stairs to get fucking back up, turn the lights off, come back down, on again. I'm like, do it again, Jonathan, because at this point, I'm leaving them on. That's hilarious. I'm leaving them on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but so that shit happened. I literally was like on the phone. I'm like, I know you just saw that shit. This fucker is messing with me. That's good. Messing with that's me. That's good. Oh, uh, yeah. And you can know it's like real too. So our kitchen staff is all like Spanish, Mexican. Um, and the kitchen ladies are scared. So we have like a kitchen basement too. And that's usually, I think that's where he died. Mm-hmm. But so they're tear. They hate going down there. They make the guys go down there. And she'll always, I see him. I see him. And I'm like, he's nice. Like, he's not trying to scare it. Well, he's going to scare yeah. you because you're vulnerable right now. But I'm like, he's funny. She's, he's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, he's he loco, loco. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he's a little crazy, but aren't we all? Like? <laughs> I'm like, he's, he's, I mean, he's been chilled me. It's never anything like bad. It's not like he's fucking punching you in the face or pushing you down the stairs mm-hmm. it's, it's little things like that where yeah it's an inconvenience and you're like fuck you bro it's funny so I've never had like a negative experience that's hilarious. I should say. so
1: I just randomly got in my head that you should leave a shot for mm-hmm. him before your shift well, uh-huh. like when your shift begins yeah. and it will yeah. calm down the energy that I don't know if that's oh, gonna be true that. but I'm just throwing that out there
0: I'll do it. Otherwise, he's going to be fucking lit. And I'm going to text you and be like, bitch, you've up. I'm going to say it's all because you told me to give him a fucking shot. Because this fucker's off the tequila. <laughs> like, he's going hard in the basement right now. And I will fucking tell you. I don't you think it's, it's going to happen. I think it's, it's going to
1: calm. I think the energy will calm down. <laughs> but if you guys acknowledge him or even like a photo, if you can find a photo of him and frame it and put it in there, Ooh, like just of, of a thank you. Like, we support you. You're here. We all want acknowledgement. Thank you for listening to More Than Glitter, Voices Unheard. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't already, please subscribe, share, and leave a five-star review. Tune in next week where the journey into understanding, acceptance, and the beauty of being seen for who we truly are continues. Remember, everyone has a journey the world never sees. Be kind, and remember, you are loved. If you or someone you know is experiencing domestic abuse... It's crucial to seek help. The National Domestic Violence Hotline can be reached at 800-799-7233, 800-799-7233. If you or someone you know is experiencing suicidal thoughts, please reach out for help. The Suicide and Crisis Hotline can be reached at 988, that's 988. Remember, you are not alone.
0: No, literally, like, you stuttered, like, your head went like this, and then it blacked out. Where the fuck did she go? I hope it recorded. I'm scared. <laughs> we just had to cry. redo all of this. All of it? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck my life. That's fine, at least we'll have this a little bit, I guess. This fucking content, you knew if you cried, I'll probably cry now. <laughs> <laughs> fucking <you>. <laughs> bitch exactly why I took my Lexapro before this shit, because I don't even think I can squeeze one out. <laughs> then you, know? you can never cry. I would totally never do that. Again, I right? would so do that. I, you are a crier.